I am willing to bet that if you were to pick up a guitar and start strumming without it ever having played one before, it wouldn't sound very good. However, if you took a little time, learned a bit of technique, and practiced, you could eventually make a sound that wasn't altogether terrible. The more time and effort you put into it, the better it would sound. The only difference between learning to play guitar and learning to cook is perception. Now, we all cook. Some of us cook by reheating a can of baked beans, while others make full meals daily. Because of this, the perception is that cooking is easy. Cooking should be something that we can all do right away. And if we can't do it well right away, we are terrible at it and shouldn't bother trying at all. But most people would never think that about learning to play guitar, right? We recognize that learning an instrument takes time and effort and practice. So does cooking. Now, if you ask me for advice on how to learn play, to play guitar, I would tell you to learn some basic techniques and use them as much as possible. That is the same advice I give to people who want to learn to cook. Today is all about those basic techniques. These are the foundation of cooking, and learning to use them and understand them will do nothing but make you a better cook. I'm Chef Ben, this is Food in 5, and this is Basic Cooking Techniques as part of my free basic cooking course. Let's get to it. Saute. In French, saute means to jump, and that is the best way to describe this cooking technique. Food is added to a hot frying pan with a small amount of fat and cooked quickly while being tossed or stirred. The food is almost constantly kept in motion to prevent burning due to the high cooking temperature. This technique is most commonly used for vegetables, though meat and fish can be sautéed as well. Typically, a frying pan is used to sauté. It is most important that only enough food to cover the surface of the pan in a single layer is added. Any more than that, and steam won't be able to escape, which will cause water to pool and the pan to cool down. Sautéing is often called pan frying, though these two are different techniques. Sautéing uses much less oil than pan frying and is closely related to stir fry. The difference being one uses a frying pan or saute pan and the other uses a wok. Broil. To broil is to cook something very quickly over a very hot direct heat source. Most ovens have a broil setting that activates the top element in the oven, which reaches temperatures in excess of 500 degrees Fahrenheit. Broiling is most often done to melt cheese or to quickly brown foods. It can also be used to cook steaks or pork chops. When broiling, it is important to let the broiler heat up fully. Then place food under the broiler and watch carefully as the cooking process will happen very quickly. It is important to make sure the cooking vessel you're using is able to withstand the high temperatures of a broiler. Don't put pots or pans under the broiler for an extended amount of time. Also, avoid using parchment paper for items placed under the broiler as it will catch on fire. To broil a steak, first turn on the pre and preheat the broiler. Pat the steak dry with paper towel and season well with salt and pepper. Place the steak on a heat-proof pan and place in, in the oven 6 to 10 inches from the top element of your oven. The closer the food is to the element, the quicker it will cook. Let the steak sit for 3 to 4 minutes, depending on the size, then flip it and cook for another 3 to 4 minutes. Remove the steak from the oven. Check the doneness using a thermometer or another preferred method. Let the steak rest for 5 minutes and enjoy. Another good use for broiling is to caramelize sauces. Sometimes I'll use the broiler to... Uh, to brown or to even slightly char barbecue sauce on pork chops or chicken to make it taste like it's actually barbecued. 
excuse me, it is important to note that unless you have a good hood vent, uh, your smoke alarm is probably going to go off if you cook a steak this way. Roast. Roasting traditionally refers to cooking in front of a flame over a long period of time. Today, it is most commonly used to refer to baking meat or high on high heat between 375 to 450 degrees Fahrenheit. Modern ovens will have a roast setting, which turns on the top element of the oven rather than the bottom element, or sometimes it turns both on. This creates a nice crust or roasted appearance on the surface of the meat. Roasting is a technique most commonly used for larger cuts of meat, such as hams, legs of lamb, or big pieces of beef. It is also common to roast vegetables. Roasted vegetables take on a mildly sweet flavor that highlights their natural flavors. The easiest and the best way, in my opinion, to roast vegetables is to cut them into evenly sized pieces, toss them with olive oil, salt, pepper, and herbs, thyme, rosemary, and or oregano work very well, spread them on a sheet pan, and put them in the oven, 400 degrees Fahrenheit, for 35 minutes or so. Make sure the pan isn't overcrowded. To roast meat, first dry the surface using a paper towel, season it generously with salt and pepper or the preferred seasoning, add a touch of oil, then roast it in a 375-degree Fahrenheit oven until cooked through. Flip halfway through cooking. Bake. To bake or baking means to cook something with dry, indirect heat, as in an oven. An example of cooking over direct heat would be cooking over an open flame. Typically, baking is done with a moderate heat between 300 degrees Fahrenheit and 375 degrees Fahrenheit. Foods that would typically be baked include cakes, cookies, and bread. Pan fry. Pan fry can mean to either cook in a shallow pan on the stovetop or in a small amount of oil over moderate heat. It is often used as an interchangeable term for sautéing. However, pan-fried items are often coated or breaded uh, in breadcrumbs or flour prior to cooking. Pan-frying differs from shallow frying in that much less oil is used to pan-fry, generally one to two tablespoons. However, much more oil is typically used to pan-fry than to sauté. Although items that are to be pan-fried are often breaded, they don't have to be. For example, you can pan-fry a steak, but you probably wouldn't bread it. To pan fry, simply heat a pan or skillet over a moderately high heat, add a bit of oil, then the food that is being cooked. Let the food sit for a few minutes, flip it, and let it sit again. Ideally, the food should only be cooked once through the, or flipped once through the cooking process. Pan fried foods are typically cooked all the way through in the pan on the stove top. Deep fry. To deep fry is to cook foods completely submerged in hot oil. The temperature range for deep frying oil generally falls between 325 degrees Fahrenheit and 375 degrees Fahrenheit. Canola oil, lard, duck fat, and peanut oil are the fats most commonly used for deep frying due to their high smoke point. When deep frying, it is important that the oil is up to the temperature prior to food being added. Food added to oil that has not reached a proper cooking temperature may absorb large amounts of oil and be overly greasy. Deep frying can be done in a deep fryer, a pan, wok, or skillet. However, deep frying in anything but an actual deep fryer does come with risks, and even deep frying in a deep fryer comes with risks. There's potential for spills, bubbling over, splatter, and even fire. Care must be taken at all times when deep frying. Foods that are added to hot oil should always be dried as best as possible. Adding water to hot oil will cause splatter and possibly boiling over. Sear. Searing used to be called sealing 
because it was believed that this process sealed in moisture and flavor. This is false. Searing is done in a pan over very high heat with little fat. The purpose is to brown the surface of the meat, poultry, or fish very quickly. This browning adds a depth to the flavor that would otherwise not be there. This technique can be used on its own, but it is more commonly combined with braising or even, even roasting. When searing, it is important to dry the surface of foods. Wet foods will not sear. Heat the pan until it is very hot. Water splashed on the surface of the pan should sizzle and evaporate within one to two seconds. Make sure there's no oil in the pan if you're going to splash water into it. Season the food, add it to the pan, and leave it alone for a few minutes. Flip it only after the underside has reached the desired degree of browning. Repeat the process on the other side. If you're searing a piece of meat or seafood and it is stuck to the surface of the pan, leave it alone. Generally, the food will release from the pan on its own when it is browned enough. This will likely happen because the pan wasn't hot enough when the food went in, or there wasn't enough oil used, or you're trying to flip the food too early. Oil. Boiling is the point at which a liquid is heated so that it is vigorously bubbling. Boiling is used mostly to cook pasta, potatoes, and some vegetables. It can also be used for the process of reduction and steaming. Boiling is a technique best used for cooking pasta and potatoes and some vegetables because boiling meat will toughen the protein strands and make it unenjoyable to eat. So I don't recommend doing it. This technique can also be used to reduce a thickened sauce pretty quickly. Excuse me, reduce or thicken a sauce pretty quickly. Typically for most purposes, other than boiling potatoes and vegetables, it is best to bring something to a boil, then turn the heat down and simmer it. Simmering is a gentle boil. And this way, meats don't toughen and will, in fact, start to break down and tenderize. Also, vegetables and more delicate pieces of food won't be torn apart as they would with the vigorous action of boiling. Steam. Steam is water in its gaseous form. I'm sure you know that. Water is a boiling point of 212 degrees Fahrenheit or 100 degrees Celsius. At uh, any temperature above that, and water becomes steam. Because steam is hotter than water, it can be used to cook foods much quicker and more efficiently than boiling or simmering. Because foods that are steamed are not submerged in water, they retain more of their nutritional value. Food that is to be steamed is placed in a sealed basket above boiling water. The steam collects in the sealed basket and cooks the food. I, th I like to think of steaming as water smoking, where some or smoking is cooking food with vapor from superheated wood. Steaming is cooking food with vapor from superheated water. Now, most commonly, fish and vegetables are steamed, but other foods can be as well. There is also a second technique for steaming, which is common for cooking mussels. Wine or water is brought to a boil, possibly with other flavorings. The food, mussels in this case, are added to the pan, which is then covered. The key here is that very little liquid is used, essentially just enough to cover the surface of the pan. The steam generated by the boiling liquid is trapped by the lid, and as the steam cools on the undersurface of the lid, it turns back into a liquid from a gas, then rains down on the food and onto the surface of the boiling liquid below to once again be boiled and circulated. Super scientific stuff here. Braise. Braising is a moist heat cooking method most commonly used for cooking meat. Braising is typically done at a low temperature over a long period of time. It is usually combined with a secondary cooking method such as searing or grilling. 
The food item being braised is usually first seared in a hot pan to color its outside and add flavor. Liquid, such as wine stock or water, is then added along with other flavorings. A lid is placed on the pot, which is then placed in an oven preheated to a temperature between 275 degrees Fahrenheit and 325 degrees Fahrenheit. Braising is a cooking method best suited for larger and tougher cuts of meat. Stewing is braising that is usually done on the stovetop rather than in an oven. Techniques outlined in this post are most certainly not the only ones out there. However, they should give you a good starting point as you move forward. I'm willing to guess that if you've ever cooked anything, you've used some, if not most, of the techniques, even if you didn't know what they were at the time. Now, this is my last episode of the year. I won't be back again until January 4th, but I will be back. We're going to finish this series out, and then we have some exciting changes coming to Food in 5, um, which I've mentioned a few weeks, uh, a couple posts ago, and I'll get into more in the new year. Thank you so much for listening and for coming back to Chef's Notes after my long hiatus. I hope that you have a fantastic Christmas, uh, a great new year, and I'll see you back here on Monday, January 4th. Have a great one, everybody. Enjoy your holidays. I'll talk to you soon. I'm Chef Ben. This is Food in 5. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Chef Ben Kelly. And you can find this written post as well as hundreds of other posts at Chef's Notes. Have a great one. I'll talk to you soon.